Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I am your host, Jasper Rivers, and we release a new episode of this show every single Monday. And in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting yourself out of the daily operations. So that frees up your time so you can become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and really focus on those higher level tasks that move the needle and allow you to grow. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com X. Now let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy the show. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Welcome to episode 457 of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today I have a repeat guest on the podcast. Her name is Tia Castle, and she was on episode number 442, so quite recently, just in January. And we talked about how she went from master leasing to uh, managing uh, family-friendly homes, short-term rentals in uh, in Saragoda. But we also touched on real estate investing. She has a lot of experience with that. And so we wanted to do another podcast where we really focus in on like what are the top markets to invest in for short-term rentals in the U.S., so welcome back to the show, Tia Castle. Well, thank you. Very happy to be here. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have you back. We had a really interesting conversation last time. And I know you have uh, you have a lot of experience. You've, you've actually had your own real estate reality TV show, correct? <laughs> yes, I did. I always been like a real estate junkie and um, kind of combined my two careers together. And I did live in Hollywood for a while. And so I studied uh, producing television and also film. I decided that I wanted to do kind of like a remake of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous TV show. But this was all about real estate listings that were over a million dollars. So it was more about, you know, the lifestyle of people that own these type of properties, but they were all listed homes. And lots of very interesting people and lots of sports figures. And so I just really enjoyed, you know, talking to those people. <laughs> I can imagine that must have been really interesting. Yeah. Uh, can we still watch those, the show or not? Yes, you can. But I am redoing my uh, tiacastle.com website. And that will be up next week because I am taking what was on YouTube and putting it on my channel, kind of taking back control of that. So um, yes, that will be in about a week. Awesome. Sweet. So mm -hmm. that's by the time this podcast goes live, it should be, uh, it should be on there. So Castle. Oh no, I've got a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Putting some pressure on now. <laughs> um, I know. CastleLuxRentals.com is the website, right? Oh, well, I do have TiaCastle.com. Okay. And then Castle Lux Rentals is my Airbnb vacation rental business. Gotcha. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll put those websites in the show notes so that everybody can uh, go ahead and check it out. But uh, okay. but yeah, what we want to talk about today is uh, investing in short-term rentals. What are the top locations? Like this is such a hot topic right now for a number of reasons. 
right? Mm-hmm. Number one is like inflation is getting out of control. We notice mm-hmm. in in Legends X in our in our program, we notice that almost everybody wants to eventually own real estate, whether they do managing, whether they have some mass leases. The the whole goal is, you know, to use the cash flow to to actually own units in the, into the future. So everybody's realizing that that's, you know, that's the wealth generator. Um, mm-hmm. And also you mentioned that uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, lists out there, right? And we'll, uh, we'll dive into those. So AirDNA came out with a big list. There's MeshVisor, Realtor.com and Logify came out with some lists. So lots of, nice. lots of data to look at. And, you know, one thing that's interesting that you mentioned as well is, you know, because real estate prices are so high, like people mm-hmm. are really trying to figure out like, where can, where can we still find a good uh, return on our investment? Right? Mm-hmm. So excited to dive into it. Lots to cover there. Yeah. I mean, we could do this for a few hours, I think, but we'll keep it short and sweet. Right. Yeah. So all those lists that you mentioned, one, uh, AirDNA is, I think, probably the most popular because they really focus on short-term rentals, whereas the other lists are other companies that focus maybe on general real estate and even moving companies. And so they're um, a little bit more broad. But I found them all interesting when I was you know, comparing and contrasting them. So let's let's kind of highlight a few of those. So let's do AirDNA first. So they came out with one top 25 list that kind of covered large, medium, and small markets. And they, they sort of placed like what they thought, regardless of the size of the market, would be great investments. So number one on the list, you have a guess. I'm looking at the list be. right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're cheating. I'm cheating. No yeah. cheating. It's um, Maui, Hawaii. What do you yeah. think of that? Well, that's have really you been to Hawaii? Well, first, yeah, first of all, I've been to Hawaii a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not been to Maui. I've been to Big Island and Oahu, but Maui mm-hmm. is definitely uh, definitely on my list. But yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind when I look at this list is that we we see a number of uh, fly to destinations versus mm-hmm. in the last two years, every list I've seen, it was always drive to, right? So I think mm-hmm. with the, you know, with the pandemic kind of coming to an end, at least that's what it seems like. And travel restrictions are have mostly gone now. People are revisiting those type of places. Like Alaska, I see Alaska on there. I see Hawaii on there. I know. So Isn't I Alaska that's, kind of surprising? It is. It is kind mm-hmm. of surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's like uh, really far away and it's like very cold, but they do have a lot of <laughs> black bears. So right. Right. So, bears. so there's, yeah. So, you know, it's kind of, they're still doing the destination, close destinations, because all of last year, there was a rise in destinations that people could drive to. So it wasn't about the big cities that people would normally fly into. It was about the medium to small size cities that were actually increasing in Airbnb bookings. Alaska, even though you know people aren't going to be going there in the dead of winter, there is a huge uptake and increase in people going there during the summer. Like in the peak season, this is saying that they averaged like 60% occupancy. In 2021, in the summer of 2021, they averaged over 80% occupancy. 80% occupancy for any place is really That's a good number. Yeah. yeah. If that's the average. Then, you know, if you're in the top 20% performing, then you're going to be crushing it. Right, right. So we're looking at uh, going back to Maui, Hawaii, typical home values, $802,000, and their average occupancy is 73%. So you're looking at an average daily rate of $375. And then 
in Alaska, Kenai Peninsula, I think that's what it is. So you're looking at typical home ownership of $237,000. So you're going to need a lot more money if you want to own something in Hawaii, right? (laughs) Whereas, you know, if you're just entering the market, you're going to look for something that's a lot lower priced entry. And um, with the prices increasing, people are like, oh my gosh, you know, where can I find something with uh, $300,000 that I can get a loan for or that I can spend? And the places that you can do that are dwindling. But Chattanooga, Tennessee is next on the list. Um, You're looking at the average home values of $258,000 with about a 70% average occupancy. And the average revenue there is $47,000. Tennessee seems to be really, really popular on everybody's list. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, just going back to Alaska for a moment here, Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking, you know, one thing that we've seen throughout the pandemic is that people are looking for remote places and, and people looking for really unique experiences, right? And I'm just thinking, I don't know if it was it your class where we had a couple from, from Alaska in Legends X? No, I didn't get to meet them. Tell me okay. about that. So, see, so we actually had a couple from Alaska mm-hmm. in, in Legends X. And what I remember, you mentioned that the home prices there, of course, are a lot lower. But yeah. I remember like, the seeing their pictures of what they were doing on the weekends. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, we went fishing and came back with a hundred wild caught salmons. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, wow. Like, that's, oh, wow. you know, that's just completely, that's, that's a completely different experience than, you know, like you would have in, in most other places. So it is that just comes to mind where I'm thinking like, wow, it's like, it's like unique, it's remote. So mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense to see that, you know, to see that on the, on the list here. Yeah, yeah. So many of the places that are attracting people are uh, being able to do things outdoors, you know, being able to um, do the hunting and the fishing and the camping and the hiking and and really just staying out of the stuffy cities. And that just seems to be the trend. And I don't think it's going to go away, even though, you know, COVID is kind of like being pushed out and people are starting to travel and things are opening up now. So I think it's going to look like in, you know, forward looking a combination of the two. Yeah. But also, you know, like uh, you mentioned, the average average uh, home value out there is like 250, just like in Tennessee. I mean, mm-hmm. with the real estate prices so high on average, like that, it also makes sense that people are looking for those places where it's still relatively affordable. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you, if you're an investor and, and you're making a business of this, you know, there's lots of people. This is this is such a sexy business. A lot of people are just looking for that entry level place to go. And and, um, you don't necessarily have to be in the most amazing, you know, um, location that people flock to around the world. There's so many other choices out there that you could invest in. The next one on the list, let's see, we did Hawaii. There's lots of places in Hawaii on AirDNA's list. We did Alaska, Chattanooga, and then uh, Gulfport, Biloxi, Mississippi, um, that's on the Gulf of Mexico, and it, it's got casinos and white sand beaches. Um, you don't really hear about that too much. Have you heard about that area? Not really, no. No, I'm not mm-hmm. so familiar with Mississippi. That's uh, I've been to New Orleans. That's in Mississippi. Yep, right? close to New Orleans, yep. $155,000 average home value. Wow, that's... Not anybody can low. get into that, yeah. yeah. Wow. And they're looking at 70% occupancy, average revenue, 44 k 
So you look at the, you know, the percentage value on that. I mean, that's a pretty good bargain there. Slidell. I'm not, I don't have the right accent for that, but (laughs) Slidell, Louisiana, that's 40 minutes from New Orleans as well, where the French Quarter and um, you've got casinos and beaches and also the Mississippi Gulf Coast. $225,000 average home value. Average income from rental is $69,000. That's interesting. That's like the top five on the AirDNA list. So I'm going to take a look at a different list. We can compare that. And this is realtor.com. Now, what's interesting is every list has its own way of measuring what they think is going to be a great value, right? So you can get confused and you can be wondering, well, everybody's saying something different. So how am I supposed to like, you know, go off of this and choose? Well, you know, the list gives numbers, but it doesn't look at your why, you know, Mm -hmm. so your why is going to make a big difference on, you know, where you go. I think the next biggest difference that you should take a look at or not difference, but measurement is the legality of where you're going. Because a lot of these lists, they can't tell you, well, this city only allows short-term rentals for five days and under, and you've only got 10 houses in this area where you can do it. You know, Or you know, city-wide, we're open, we love it, bring it on. That's what these lists aren't telling you. So if your why is, hey, I just want a place where I can go vacation, and if it covers my taxes and my payments, I'm good, you know, or if you're thinking, listen, I'm making a huge business out of this and I want to go where I'm going to get the most for my money, where the values aren't going to drop, where I don't think there's a bubble that's going to happen, where my values are going to increase and my cash on cash return is going to be there. So those are two way different whys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. That reminds me of when, you know, when I was looking at properties to buy, I was looking at different countries and I ended up in Thailand, Philippines, and Colombia. And my decisions were had three drivers. Number one is, as you mentioned, is like, I asked myself, would I want to stay there myself? Mm-hmm. Like, if I didn't want to stay at the, at the unit, I'm not going to buy it. Because part of the fun is going there yourself and staying there yourself. Plus, it's always easy when you are your own avatar, right? So if I mm-hmm. really enjoy particular unit. And I understand that people who are kind of like me are also going to enjoy that. So it's easy to target, right? Those people. And then number mm-hmm. two is like you mentioned, like, is it legal to run mm-hmm. short-term rentals? And is it likely that that is not going to change in the future? Mm-hmm. Right? Those are the two aspects. And then number three was the ROI. But, but mm-hmm. as you mentioned, like, it's not just about ROI, right? It's like, why do you want even want to own real estate? What's the legal situation? So yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. those are those are really important things to think about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So keep that in mind when you're going through the list and you're trying to decide like where you really want to be. So I know that you um have recently invested in Joshua Tree and it's you have a is it a compound I, I called Idlewild? So any no, anyway, yeah. So Joshua the, Tree. <laughs> The Realtor.com list, everybody knows what Realtor.com is. They put Joshua Tree at the top of their list and they gave like 10. I'm looking at it right now. Median price, $525,000. 
average daily rate, $268,000. And they took a look at, okay, if you put 20% down and your mortgage payments are about a 3% interest rate, which is old news by now, we know that you're closer to four, how many days would it take to break even? So they're saying in Joshua Tree, it's like nine days based on those numbers. And the revenue growth is about 113%. But what can you tell us about Joshua Tree? Well, first of all, our property is located in Idlewild Pine Cove, which is a it's a mountain town in California. Mm-hmm. It's not very far away from Joshua Tree, uh, okay. but it is but it is a different market. I see. But I'm familiar with Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. I was there in 2014. Actually, when I started the podcast, one of my first podcast guests was somebody who invested in Joshua Tree. So oh. me and me and Uzefa, who was uh, who were you know Uzefa was uh, was my partner back then in the podcast. We actually mm-hmm. one weekend we took a, a car and we drove up there, and it was it was super fun. I think it's very different now than eight years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we do have a lot of members of our mastermind and and Legends X students who are in that market. It's been consistently showing up. Joshua Tree has been consistently showing up in these lists for for the uh-huh. last, like, you know, I would say three to five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is one of those nature places, right? I mean, it's places where people can go to camp, to be in the wilderness, to hike and, and do all those activities. And, and the weather is like what you don't have, like that big of seasonal swings, do you? That's another yeah. thing that you want to yeah. consider. Yeah, and it's also actually we we just did our team experience weekend where the entire overnight success team we all booked an Airbnb somewhere nearby uh, mm-hmm. where we could have a unique experience. And uh, one of our team members actually went to Joshua Tree, and he was sharing some photos on our on our team call, and it just reminded me of like what a unique place it is with the stars and the and the colors and the the Joshua Tree itself, and just mm-hmm. being in the desert. It's just such a unique experience to, to mm-hmm. be out there. Um, mm-hmm. So again, like, I think that's, I think that's what people are are looking for. It's been a trend for a while, but the way uh-huh. I like think about it is like, people want something that's Instagrammable, you know, yeah. these days, like the first thing that people do when they get to an Airbnb is like, they go on Instagram and they take a story. You're right. right. So uh-huh. It's gotta be, it's gotta be something that's worth sharing on Instagram. If, if, mm-hmm. if, if it's not, then like, you know, you got to think of something to make it Instagrammable. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, sometimes the actual house can be Instagrammable, but most of the time it's the surroundings. And I kind of use that as a barometer as to what my headline photo is going to be. Yeah. Is the house the destination or yeah. is it the area that's the destination? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of surprising on this realtor.com list. Number two, CIL, New Jersey, CIL City, New Jersey. And the median price there is a million two. Um, so a daily average daily rate is 432. They're saying 14 days to break even. Revenue growth is about 82%. So they're putting some really high-end houses on this list. As I'm looking through the list, we've got something Lincoln City, Oregon, Sedona, Arizona, Blue Ridge, now Georgia, and Tennessee area. That's coming up on every single list. I'll tell you, on every single list, the trend is areas around Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida. Mm. So those are like the, the most popular. We've got Leavenworth, Washington, Utah, um, Incline Village, Nevada. I don't know where that is. Do you? Is that near? It must be near near Las Vegas, I guess. Must be, yeah, because they're at one a million seven as far as the median price there. 
So Realtor.com is kind of an interesting take on how to look at where to invest. Now, oh, okay. I want to look at Logify. Do you know who Logify is? I absolutely know who Logify is. Okay. I very well. They're basically Logify. Barcelona, so I, I used to drop by in their office. <laughs> <laughs> so they're a company that has software that manages vacation rentals, small hotels, probably a lot more. I'm not giving them, you know, I don't know them very well, but I do know that um, they have software to manage lodging. So they are looking at markets markets, and they're looking at the cap rates of short-term rentals. And that's the angle that they are going at. Mm-hmm. And they, as a rule, are suggesting that you look at between a four to 6% cap rate. To me, that sounds a little low than what, you know, the average investor is going to want to look at. If you talk to the average investor, they're like, oh, I don't do anything unless I'm like at an eight to 12% cap rate. Doesn't mean that, you know, six or seven wouldn't be bad. But so, top of the list, I'm just going to name top five Gatlinburg, Tennessee, 8.1% cap rate. Kissimmee, Florida, which is right outside of Orlando, 6.9%. Fresno, California, 6.58%. Fort Myers, Florida, which is just an hour south of me in Sarasota, Florida. 6.75. Breckenridge, Colorado, we've got 5.9. Then they've got like Havasu, South Lake Tahoe, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, Baltimore, Maryland, Cincinnati, Ohio. So uh, Cincinnati is at like 3.4%. So those are, you know, the, the top cap rates. And so um, do you, when you're doing your investing, how important is cap rate to you? To me, it's pretty important because my investments are all, they're all cash. Mm-hmm. Like, and the reason for that is that uh, because it's hard for me to get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and I had cash to invest. So I was always looking at cap rate, just going for like at least 10%, you know, which mm-hmm. is, which is pretty doable in international markets. Mm-hmm. At least it was like when I was buying, like, you know, this is like four or five years ago, mm-hmm. but there's a couple of things that I noticed when it's kind of going through these lists is number one is, um, that list, that Logify list has a lot of the kind of the usual suspects, right? Kind of the names that we've seen before. But also yeah. it's interesting that they have some of the, some cities, some bigger cities. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned Baltimore. I think you mentioned Cincinnati. I think you mentioned Fresno is an interesting yep. one. I don't know. Yeah. I've never been to Fresno, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whenever I hear, I hear people talk about it, I never feel like it's, it, it doesn't really raise my interest to go there. Like, I don't know. Have you been there? Uh-huh. I have not been there. They're saying that the median home price there is 326.5 and they've got an occupancy rate of like 75%. Hmm. That's pretty good. But the other thing I was going to say is like, Mm -hmm. to me, those cap rates just sound really, they sound really uh, low. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, that makes sense because, you know, if you're, if you're investing in the U S like you're, you're probably going to get a loan. Right. Mm-hmm. Like where, where I, where I invested, you know, places like Colombia, Thailand, Philippines, like you can't really get a mortgage there. If mm-hmm. you get them, if you do get a mortgage, it's going to be like, you're going to be paying eight, nine, 10%. So then it's almost like, you know, is it really worth it? you're not getting <laughs> much leverage, you know, it's the credit yeah. markets are not as developed there. So I mm-hmm. think there's probably very few people that are investing cash on cash in, in developed markets like the U S 
Right, right. Yeah. So, so maybe we should um, clarify like uh, cap rate and cash on cash. So, you know, your cap rate is looking at um, your net operating income divided by what the property value is. But the, the one flaw about that is that it's, it's more of a, you know, a historical perspective. So you need to think about, you know, what the values are going to be several years uh, ahead. Of course, none of us, you know, has that great crystal ball, but um, I got one. So, you got one. Ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to be talking to you. <laughs> so, you know, it's in this, you want to consider your cash flow related to um, any upgrades you're going to be making, et cetera. And it's really for commercial properties, is what cap rate has been used for. So, some people consider, you know, Airbnbs as a commercial property, some don't. I'm talking about lenders and, and actually, you know, sellers and lenders, both alike and buyers. Um, it's kind of like where does a uh, short-term vacation rental fit in? But yeah, that's a great place to start. And then if you're looking at your cash on cash return, that's really, okay, if I'm going to be able to get a loan on this, what am I going to be able to make when you subtract what my net operating income is and what I'm going to be paying for my loan? Am I going to be making enough for the spread in between? And if I can leverage borrowing, you know, and I'm getting in between an eight and 12% on that. That's a good deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also right now, like, you know, we gotta, we gotta think about the, what's going to happen with inflation too, because inflation mm-hmm. is at like 40 years highs. Um, you know, is that gonna, is that going to go back to like kind of normal levels? You know, it's always been around, you know, one or 2% in the last like 20 ish years, I guess. Mm-hmm. And right now it's like six, 7%. And so the question is like, is that going to stay up there or is the central bank actually going to raise interest rates and and bring that inflation down? So I think that's a really difficult question to answer because we, like you said, like we can't predict the future, but it is Mm -hmm. something, something to consider where you might want to do a scenario and that analysis of like saying like, okay, well, let's say that inflation is going to stay at 7%. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make sense to invest in something that has like a 6% cap rate, right? Right, exactly. So I think that's something to consider too. But I think the other point, and this is something I, I realized, I went, I stayed at an Airbnb near where I live in Panama City. As I, as I mentioned, that was like our, our two team experience weekend. Mm-hmm. And I booked an Airbnb in the mountains about an hour and a half outside of the city. And the reason I booked it was because it had a an affinity pool and a and a and a hot tub with an a, a fantastic view. This place was it was not cheap. It was like three hundred bucks a night, you know. For which for here, you know, in the U.S. that might seem like a normal price, but for here that's that's pretty expensive. There were other houses that were about the same size that mm-hmm. were listed for like a hundred bucks. And so what I realized as I was sitting in a hot tub, I was like. Is that your thinking place sitting in the hot tub? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I need to be in a hot tub and I need to have a view. Uh, otherwise I can't think. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I, I was, I was thinking this hot tub adds so much value to the experience that I'm actually willing, to, I, I'm willing to pay 300 bucks a night for this place, but the mm-hmm. house next door, that's the same size. That's the same interior design. It's the same standard of luxury. Everything is the same, except mm-hmm. for it doesn't have that hot tub and it doesn't have that pool. Mm-hmm. That house, I probably wouldn't, you know, pay like a hundred bucks a night. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wouldn't even want to stay there. 
But so what I'm thinking is like, you know, yes, we want to look at the, what are the best markets to invest in? Mm-hmm. I think it's more and more also becoming more of a question of like, okay, if I buy this house, what is the wow factor? What is the, the X, mm-hmm. you said that the X factor that I mm-hmm. can create with this property? Can I invest, right. you know, $20,000 or I don't know what a hot tub costs, but, or a swimming pool, but can I invest $20,000 to create that same experience that I was having in this, in this, in this unit that I said over the weekend, can mm-hmm. I create that experience that's going to actually double the, the, the rate that I can rent out at? Because mm-hmm. all of these lists are all based on averages, right? Right. That's probably like the sort of the, the, if I were to invest in real estate now, which, you know, as you know, Eric and I are, are planning to buy more, two more properties this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's what we're really going to be looking at is like, what can we do with this property to really like drive that average daily rate up by creating some experience that's like really unique. So that's, that's kind of like uh, where my thoughts are going, you know, as, as, as we're going through these lists. So what, what are your thoughts on that? So you're really focusing on the cash flow related upgrades. And I think you totally hit the nail on the head because if you can spend an extra twenty to thirty thousand dollars and get an extra sixty to hundred out of that, it's totally, totally worth it. And with the you know the competitive landscape, there's a lot more vacation rentals out there now. So you have to find a way to compete. And that's one way that you can really separate yourself. So Totally agree on that. And by the way, you're looking at fifty dollars to $80,000 to build a swimming pool here in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> no longer twenty. I wish. So, you know, if you don't have the money, then you just get a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a hot tub, look, a hot tub is not that expensive, right? But it's not. I, you know, I'm, just, I'm just thinking, imagine like you have two homes and they're both half a million dollars. All right. Mm-hmm. And then let's say you, let's say you do invest at 50K. That's only 10% extra investment, but that mm-hmm. might increase your, your average nightly rate by 30%. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the mindset that we have to have of like, you know, literally thinking like, how can I make this Instagrammable? Can I make this house Instagrammable? Right. And how, how do I do that? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. When um, people come to me and, and they're, they're asking me, okay, where can I purchase? I want the best Airbnb. I want a low price and I want to, and I want it to make the most money. I really tell them, well, if you want to find that needle in the haystack, (laughs) then you've got to have something extra special. And really right now, if you don't have a swimming pool in this area, you're not going to be competitive at all because that's almost a standard here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you have to do things to really, really make yourself stand out. Yeah. It's getting a lot more competitive. Yeah. So um, one other list, MASH Advisor. Have you heard of MASH Advisor? Yeah, yeah, they're similar to Airbnb. Of uh, sorry, AirDNA. AirDNA. Yeah, yeah, they are similar. They started out more as a real estate investment company first, and then they, you know, went out into short-term rentals. So their criteria is looking at cap rate and cash on cash return, your monthly rental income, what your occupancy rate is, medium home prices, and local regulations. So they're the only list that I found that um, really took into consideration what the local regulations are. They did uh, most of their markets on their list are small ones, but these small cities are about with, at least within an hour's drive of the big metropolitan area. 
So the people who are, you know, in the big metropolitan area want someplace close and easy to go to. And that's what these cities on their lists represent. So you have Pulaski, Virginia. Look at this median property price, 144,006. Cash on cash return, 9.88. Hmm. Wow. Uh, Spring Grove, Illinois, median property price, 253,600. You're looking at cash on cash return at 9.8. Osceola, Wisconsin. I used to live in Minneapolis and I used to go to Wisconsin quite often. Beautiful there, six months out of the year. Median property price is 268.6 and cash on cash return, 9.2%. Then you have Franklin, New Hampshire, cash on cash, 9.23. Battlefield, Missouri, 8.95. Got a St. Roberts, Missouri at uh, 8.9. And there's uh, another place in Wisconsin, Indiana, Maryland, Caledonia, Michigan. So these are smaller areas that not a lot of people have heard about. But does that surprise you that, that w- they would have that high of a cash on cash return? Yeah, I mean, that sounds a lot more attractive um, mm-hmm. than those other lists for a couple of reasons. Number one is like the the values of the homes are a lot more affordable. And obviously that, you know, that has, that's related to that cash on cash uh, rate, but like cash on cash for, you know, 10%, close to 10% is, is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, it's really interesting. Most of these places that you mentioned, I've never heard of. <laughs> Me <know>? either. <laughs> And I, uh, know, I know you you weren't you're not from the United States originally, correct? That's right, yeah. And and where's your home country? Uh it's the Netherlands. Netherlands, okay. Yeah. So, but you you have a lot of experience buying all over the world, which is really interesting. I think that should be another show. But I know a lot of your audience is from the United States. Yeah, and, and I bet you that not, you know, the audience that's listening, not a lot of them have heard of these towns either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you were to ask me like five years from now, looking back, what are the hottest markets looking back? My Uh bet is that those, those tiny little towns that no one's heard of, those are going to be outperforming, I think, versus kind of like the usual suspects of, you know, like the Joshua tree and the Maui and and the Kissimmee and, Mm -hmm. you know, those, those places that keep popping up in these lists for, for the last five years. Right. So that's, that's my guess. Yeah, that's very interesting to see how things are going to shape up. And I think um, a lot of it will also depend on, you know, what's going on with our economy, how much our interest rates really going to go up. And is that going to be able to help, you know, squash the inflation that's going on? But you know what, to put things in perspective, if you are looking at cash on cash and you are able to get loans, we're still way, way low, even at, you know, we have 5% interest, a low, low point in, in the history in the last 40 years in regards to what we're paying for interest. So, yeah, you know, that's 100%. Consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, uh, that could change very quickly. And as you know, if interest rates do go up, then that's going to bring property values down uh, as well. Right. So that's, that's like one of the scenarios that we have to keep in mind as well. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, when you're thinking about, do I, do I get a fixed rate for the next 10, 20, 30 years, or do I get a variable rate? Cause the variable rate is usually higher, but then of oh, sorry, the value, the variable rate is usually lower, right? The, the lowest interest rate you will get on the, but that could change because it's variable. So you're not fixing it. Right. 
So that's the question that you want to ask yourself too. Is like, oh, should I get it? You know, like a one year fixed at like four percent, or should I get ten year fixed at five percent? And I'm mm-hmm. just making these numbers up, but um, yeah. But my 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 gut feeling is like I'd rather pay a little bit more and have it fixed mm-hmm. for longer because mm-hmm. of that risk that I see that interest rates will actually go up substantially over the last over the next year. It can't go down much further, can it? So it's kind of <laughs> it's, obvious what's going to yeah. happen. With that. <laughs> I know, right? I know. But yeah. That, I mean, that's true, but. I would have said the same thing five years ago, though, where I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, and we're at historic lows. We can't go any lower. But then it's still, you know, it still kept dropping. But but recently, the last like three to six months or so, it's been it's been going up, right? So yeah, we'll yeah, see the, if that's well, a trend the, or or not. Yeah, the Fed has announced that they are going to make at the least four interest rate increases for 2022. Yeah. So uh, yeah. so we know that's going to happen. So yeah, a lot, a lot to think about, but um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the list. And um, I kind of am really, really more focused in now on, you know, where are those places just outside of the um, big metropolitan areas that are drive to that have a lot of fun nature things to do. And one thing, uh, one area popular is the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. And, mm-hmm. and um, last year, I think it's called Seaverville or someplace uh, pronounced it Sevierville, uh, is really, really popular. And I'm just really excited about purchasing a um, cabins in the Smokies somewhere around there. And that seems to be kind of, um, there's small towns around there and is very popular on all the lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. We've been we've been talking for a long time. Already. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, at least we got through like four major lists, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we did a pretty good job. So, do you, do you have any final final thoughts or or final things to share with the audience? Well, you know, if you want to get a hold of me and you want information in regards to um, follow up on investments, um, you can get a hold of me from my website at Castle Lux Rentals. And also um, on Instagram, I am on uh, at Tia Castle. We're coming out with that book again. I got to plug that book. (laughs) And so that's on my Insta if you want to see what that's about. Awesome. So Tia Castle, Mm -hmm. at Tia Castle, Instagram, and then Mm -hmm. uh, the two websites. We'll put up up links. And again, uh, I know you're redoing that, your your personal website. Let me know when that's uh, when that's up. And because uh, I want to, I, I want to watch uh, that show that you did. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm I'm sorry. I really wanted to ask you how what's going on with your Thai uh, rental, the one in Thailand that you have. The one in Bangsare. Yes. Yeah, that's been challenging because uh, you know Thailand is still one of the most restricted uh, countries when it comes to travel in Ace in the Philippines too. So those units are still largely um, largely empty, unfortunately. Mm. Okay. So you're yeah. just waiting it out. I'm just, yeah, exactly. Like, fortunately, they were very small investments because you know mm-hmm. their prices are very, very, very inexpensive, expensive, right? right? So uh-huh. it's like, you know, you know what I mean. So that's, uh, that's fortunately, like I'm not losing too much on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think in the future, I think that those regions, you know, especially Philippines and and Thailand, I think in the future those regions are gonna do really, really well because I'm just imagining that. Uh, that China is going to open up more and more. And people are, as the middle class is growing there, people want to go to the beach. And mm-hmm. there's not a lot of pretty beaches in China. So mm-hmm. that's how I kind of 
chose those destinations too. I was just like, if I were living in China, like where can mm -hmm. I fly? Those areas are. Yeah, uh, that's another good way to look at it. Figure out where the people are going to be going before they get there and get there before they get there. Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. once, they, once they're there, then the, the real estate prices are like free access. Right. You know? <laughs> Right. That's really yeah. smart. Like a crystal, the crystal bowl that we talked about. Yeah. You and your crystal ball. Okay. I'm <laughs> you on that. Well, thanks, Jasper. It's uh, been great talking to you again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, coming back on the show. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, again, for people, if you if they want to check out your website, tiacastle.com. And what was the other one? Uh, and my um, vacation rental company is castleluxrentals.com. Castleluxrentals.com. Mm -hmm. And you're in Florida. Yes, sir. That's right. Awesome. Well, thanks, Tia. Thanks for everybody is listening. And we'll be, Eric and I will be back on Friday with an episode of STR Conversations. So I will see you then. I'll be listening. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you want to learn more about hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started if you enjoy this podcast make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and please leave us a review on apple podcast for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental profit academy our starter course for anybody who wants to start an airbnb business every month we select one random reviewer and give that person access to the course um, so if you want to have a chance to win access to the course, uh, please leave us a review and then uh, you might uh, join our program pretty soon. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Get paid for your pad, get paid.